Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with two special new people. It's Jen Noel and Dominic Lindy, and we are here (laughs) to talk about Happy Doesn't Have to Have an Ending off of the Bed, Bed, Bed book CD. Hip, 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 and me today. Happy, hip, hip, and me today. Hip, 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 and me today. Happy, hip, hip, and me today. I'm a long-haired hippie kitten. I'm on a secret mission. I've got a message for the people of the world. You've got to know happy doesn't have to have an ending. Don't stop the good times when they start. Come on now. You've got to know happy doesn't have to Book CD. Now, anytime you say book, it's like, oh, it's me and the album. No, it's the other book. <laughs> the other book. But not, yeah. not kids go. <laughs> How are you two doing? Uh, great. Doing the, How are you doing? a podcast. Yeah. There were no technical yeah. difficulties at all. We just no, stopped no. on this call, just immediately started recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're all perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Glad we're on the same page. <laughs> so, you two, I feel like. I mean, the podcast is going for, I guess we're going on three and a half years, and huh? you two and, you know, are all over the, at least the, the Facebook circles of They Might Be Giants fans that uh, yeah. we all commingle in there and do our memes and our whatevers and, you know, share stuff around. But this is, I mean, f- first time on for both of you. Yeah, so I, I, I guess what I'm saying is that I don't know a ton about you both because on um, you know you only learn so much about a person from like a little comment on a post on facebook right. you know and then just scattered throughout the years like oh they've said this they said that. i mean you, know, you really get to know someone you know getting on the phone you know like the old days people don't call oh, each yeah, other shit. anymore Ship posting is not the most sincere form. Of that that too. <laughs> that too. I mean, like the first time I talked to Ekalemchi was about one of the. I think it was when the flood, TMBS tribute was coming out. Yeah. And I'm like, man, what, what are they gonna be like? Like, because in the ship posting, because they're just their posts are just like so, just like 
edgelordy I, kind of stuff, right? They're chaotic. Yeah, and <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think that's what this conversation's going to be like. I'm like, there's no way it's going to be. I mean, you know, shitposting group. It all depends on the age of people, like how acceptable, like being trolly is. Like, are people taking yeah. it seriously? Or are they realizing there's sarcasm yeah. here? And I, I think... Ekelemji kind of laid low for a while because there was like some blowback about something or other. I don't know. We talked about it, but even that was years ago. But and then uh, they were on for the Tesla. Oh right, yeah. Did they do some four six eight? Oh yeah, we did. We did both. Yeah, (laughs) we we had to pair those. There was no way. Yeah, that's actually the one that Ekelemji picked. It wasn't the regular one. I'm like, we got to talk about the regular one too. Fine. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's it's interesting. I it's a very interesting thing. So um, what we you alluded to earlier is that that Jen, you are you actually from you're from Indiana or you've lived in Indiana or I'm from Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky! Mm-hmm. Your old Kentucky home, <laughs> but like the Cincinnati part of Kentucky. Sure. So the the non you weren't living in the holler. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I was in the tri-state area of Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky, and then uh-huh. I moved to Northwest Indiana for many years. Okay. Did you go to, was it college or what brought you to up to Indiana? A guy, an ex. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Yeah. (laughs) It's not the first time I've heard that story. (laughs) You know, I mean, I followed, I mean, we're both from Chicago. I mean, I followed her to Bloomington and I I proposed like a month after we were like, okay, we're moving. And then the next year we got married and everything's worked out, but sometimes it doesn't. I could have been in Indiana. I'm like, well... I want to stay here. I want to go back to Chicago. Right. Sometimes things work mm-hmm. out. Sometimes they don't. And you just kind of roll with it. And now, where exactly are you in uh, California? So we're, we're in the Bay Area. So we're technically okay. in the the eastmost part of the Bay. But it's very like 40-minute drive from San Francisco. So you can just, you know, burn a CD and of, uh, you know, the stuff that Avery needs and just bring it over to them i could actually i work in the same i work in the same town as avon but yeah won't they never, they never <laughs> into each other as far as i know i i honestly might not know if i met them at, at work or something but yeah i don't know the internet is weird like you can mix up with someone yeah. for so long even like people in my town like just being in the music scene you know there'll be people i'm friends with on facebook and we have like 180 mutual friends and then like yeah. they bump into him at a you know show down at the local dive bar and they're like oh hey greg and i'm like hi i don't know <laughs> you look kind of familiar but i don't know yeah yeah and I, I don't get it a lot it's not like the johns or something but i am in two bands and people would be like hey greg i saw your show and be like hey thanks yeah thanks for coming out no <laughs> i mean i've been to tmbg shows where people come up to me and know who i am and i'm just like yeah how i don't <laughs> some people, i didn't know i was known it's it's the blue hair some people are you know get good with facial memory and i'm I don't know. You think me having like 300 kids' names to remember, I'd be better with it. But I, I think my head is just so full of kids' names and faces that like any new adults that like come into the picture, I'm just like, I'm not going to remember you at all. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm great with names. Everybody's face kind of looks the same. But, <laughs> yeah. It's either beard or no beard, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> blue hair. Glasses or no glasses, right? It's how we tell I the Jones apart. Blue hair. Yeah. <laughs> so born, born with blue hair yeah 
I how, we tell, how we tell the Johns <laughs> part. One has glasses. Oh, crap. They're old. Now both wear glasses. What are we going to mm. do? <laughs> <laughs> they're both and, named John. Yeah, they're both named John. We're, and then they had a band that was all Dan's. We're totally, there's no way we're going to know. Nope. <laughs> and so, Dominic, what's, uh, what's your story? Have you always been a California person or are you a uh, yeah, transplant no, as well? I, born, raised, I've always lived in the Bay Area different parts of the bay but um mm-hmm. i've been living in this city for i mean on and off but for like 25 years now so yeah mm-hmm. mostly yeah, i've just been here <laughs> great area great place for music but uh it's a little pricey for it is you know that you know that's the <laughs> only scruple i have if i yeah. could afford this forever i'd live here for everybody yeah, i've been there a couple times once on tour is um yeah. is the, play? the stork is that still around the stork, I know of. the stork bar. Yeah, it was Oakland. Okay, that's what it yeah. was called. I mean, this was 2003. Right. Coincidentally, the year that Bed 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 by They Might Be Giants <laughs> came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, it was that was, that was the year I graduated college. I am. So we'll just go back. A to bit that older year. than you two. I'm. I'm fairly. See, I graduated high school. Okay, so I'm not that much older. Dom is a baby. Yeah. yeah, that was when I was in middle school listening to Avril Lavigne, <laughs> Weird Al. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you were a skater boy. She said. Actually, that, that was the, that was the year I got into They Might Be Giants. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess yeah. that's a good segue. Who wants to tell their fandom mm-hmm. story first? Oh, since I was just talking, I'll go. Roll on into it. How'd you get into TMBG through Avril Lavigne's cover? Of <laughs> oh yeah. <Birdhouse>? yeah <laughs> My first memory actually is the Kablam Dr. Worm uh, segment. And I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was a cool song. Then later on, I was really into Dragon Ball Z and we had LimeWire and Napster or something installed on my grandma's computer. So I was downloading any Dragon Ball Z I could find. Somebody made a montage video of it to Particle Man. And then I remember, I was like, what, 10, 11? I got really excited, ran upstairs and told my dad about it. And he's like, oh, I have that CD. And he broke out Flood and played it for me. Oh, um, cool. Then fast forward a couple of years, I saw it again on the shelf and I just wanted to give it a listen. So I had him bring me a copy and I just kind of got obsessed. Was your dad just familiar with Flood? Is the popular one? Or yeah, did no. Ones? So yeah. overall, I think he can kind of appreciate them, but he does not really like them. But he, <laughs> he did he did like Red House of Your Soul. So I guess he bought it when it was, you know, a new release mm-hmm. and then basically just passed it on to me. I was a huge fan. He put up with it. Sometimes he would, I think he just doesn't like their voices is a big thing. Like the nasal <laughs> sound. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one complaint. I, I suppose. But, yeah. Uh, a lot of bands I listen to are like that too. It's like, you know, the mountain yeah. goats, the mountain goats get the same thing. Cow, look at me now. Don't let the cows stray off too far. Come down, take a good look around. See how the cows start to shine like light bulbs. I love the cows. I love the cows. I love the cows. Yeah, I love the cows. It's not like the guy's voice. It's a hard thing to get over. You're not gonna like the you don't like the person. (laughs) It's in my range. I I can never clear my nose. I have like chronic sinus issues so <laughs> it resonated with me <laughs> okay so you were you were introduced to flood around you're saying it was around 2003 
Yeah, that was when I, okay. I fell in love with them. All right. So then, because back then, yeah, I mean, you were downloading stuff. It was kind of pre-streaming. I mean, YouTube came around like a year after, but didn't really have yeah. all the shit that it has. Even just a few right. years later when Google bought it. You take 20 minutes to download a song, find out it's a clip of like SpongeBob or something and not what you thought you were going to get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wild times. Yeah. So how many uh, viruses did you get on your grandma's computer? <laughs> <laughs> a few. It was mostly my sister. She wasn't careful. She would go on MySpace and upload those weird HTML templates that would destroy uh. our computer. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden your grandma's computer has this really goth like color screen right. <laughs> right meanwhile her credit card's being stolen all the all kids good. listening to this are not gonna know what the hell we're talking about anyone under the a certain age is, is this a kid heavy demographic <laughs> i mean i've had my youngest guest yeah i haven't had my nieces on yet they're gonna be on the roy g biv episode but uh, oh, i guess uh, the youngest guest was 16 and the oldest are okay. like 66 so you know it's mm. uh, 15 years Pretty wide range, yeah. They see sixteen. Been born in like two thousand three, so or that's nineteen, two thousand six. Wow, mm-hmm. wow. Jen, what about mm-hmm. you? Being a little closer to, uh, you know, th- th- so it's just us adults here. So why don't we talk about uh, you know the real, real fans? No, I'm just kidding. Let's <laughs> get into yeah, them. Yeah. Well, I also feel like I heard them a lot growing up, but like didn't know who they were and kind of just I know I watched Kablam I know I saw um, Tiny Toons Malcolm and I just kind of kept kind of like ignored them or I thought like oh they're good but like I didn't have a way of really figuring out who they were back then I thought it was interesting that I was working this like deadening office job after high school in like 2003 or 4 and I used to listen to Yahoo Radio, which would give, oh, I would listen yeah. to a lot of Weezer, a Weezer radio, and it would play things they thought were similar to Weezer, because that was my favorite band at the time. Yeah. It played Istanbul, and I would make notes at work to like down, go home and download the songs <laughs> that I liked. And so I went home, I downloaded Istanbul, and it was a Monday, and Homestar Runner, the Strong Bad emails would update on Monday. email. And that day I was on there, and I was just like flipping through the page, and I saw uh, music by TMBG, and I said out loud, what the hell's TMBG? And clicked it, and it took me to the Ambi Giants website, which used to have, be really cool and have like these heads, like yeah, the presidents, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that was the chopping block. Uh, yeah, design. and that was yep. the same day I went home to download Istanbul, and I thought like, oh my god, it's like this crazy coincidence. So I just got obsessed like instantly. I bought the documentary was out so i bought the documentary before i even owned any of their albums and then i think i got i found like 11 of their albums by one person all at once in a box set on ebay and bought so my first album was 11 of them at once i was just like i i was like 
in love immediately. Like, Cha-ching. here we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Wow. I love just how much that story just like dated. Like, it just took me <laughs> back know. to that time. Like, we had to work so hard. Right? To yeah. find out about these yeah new bands it's like you know for being a 40 nearly 41 year old it's like i still keep up on new music pretty well just with you know certain things i follow on twitter and like the few sites that i check in the morning or whatever how do you do fellow kids and and it's still work but it was like really a lot of work to mm-hmm. find out about new bands but it, it was fun before i got any of their albums in the mail i would go to tmeg.com or whatever just listen to the mp3s that were up and yeah. like i remember listening you would get, to, uh, that clock rate that clock radio had a lot of good stuff yeah you would just get like mp3s of like oh i've got a thing demo or something uh, yeah yeah. Oh, album, clock right? radio. yeah yeah but even 2004 versus you know 84 just think how if you wanted to learn anything about tmeg have to go to a show yeah true yeah it's it's more rare for me to find people that got into them before flood than it is mm-hmm. these days to find i ha- i have more guests that got into them through like phone power or newer than uh-huh. i do people that got into them before flood i don't know they're all dying <laughs> off no those people aren't that old but <laughs> yes. like i don't know they're just <laughs> not around the they're harder to find because they may not be as extremely online as some people like us. Yeah, hanging around the communities and like you know they're they're not shit posting like we you know just those few years difference might might do it you know. You know it's just amazing that um, TMG keeps start like making new fans. Well, it seems like there's still a pretty heavy following from the older fans as well. But it's like it's just shows that they're so um, unique. Kind of, I think that there are not any other options for something quite like TMG and. They've they've really set them up set themselves up well to just continue making fans and yeah yeah however intentional or not I don't you know I, I think you know when they were in their twenties and making their first albums like we're gonna make this a lifelong thing and we're gonna make point to have it to be generational fandoms will be passed down from Peppy to dead to to son <laughs> just through the years but uh, I mean somehow they've done it it's mm-hmm. quite a feat really I think it's just harder to find the real OG fans. So it's yeah. tough. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I think there's a certain, I don't know if it's age or it's just a different type of people who don't understand shit posting. Cause they're just like, why are you making fun of a band you like? Like if you like them, why do you want to make fun of them? And I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so wait, did we, was there anything else from the fandom stories before we talk about bed, bed, bed a little bit? I just think it's interesting that Dominic and I didn't know each other, but we both got in at the same point, and I think we both consider yeah. the Spine to be like our first new album. Oh. Right, Spine we, alone. we both admit that there, it's not a perfect album, but I think it's Nostalgia. both one of our favorites because of just the timeline. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I love the Spine. Well, for me, I know you, you two haven't listened to every episode. I've mentioned this before, but I'm. I was reviewing stuff for Punk News all the way back to, yeah, 2002. It was my 20th Punk News <laughs> anniversary as well this year of my first review of some Scott Punk album. But so we do year-end lists, and the the trend back then was you'd have your like top 20 albums, you'd have maybe top 10 EPs or something, and you'd have like biggest disappointments. Like That was always the thing. It's like biggest disappointments. Like, 
you don't really see that anymore. I don't know. That's I mean, it's no. probably for the best. You don't need that negativity. But I put the spine mm-hmm. in my biggest top five biggest disappointments of 2004. No, and I oh. said, but what I said was, I like the album, but it's just a little disappointing because it sounds like it could be some other rock band. I'm like, where's the weird stuff? I'm like, give me 12 stock of wheats. I don't, you know, as much as I love, there's so many bangers on it. And like, I, I, really, I mean, I, I can't say that there's a song in there that I like despise or anything. I like all the songs. It's just, it's too streamlined, you know? And I but think, you know, that's, I think that was intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time coming off of Ming Car, cause I was in love with Ming Car oh. going into the spine. I'm like, Where's the wicked little critters? Where's the where's the Mister Excitements? Like, I mean, where's yeah. the I mean, risks? You know, that's kind of how I felt about the Ls. Where like I like every song, but I do miss the weird material. Like when they have a twenty album, Ls, man, twenty God. song album where like you know they have like four or five short weird things. It's always I don't know. I just really appreciate that stuff. Hmm. I, I feel like the Ls is pretty diverse, but yeah, it is only thirteen songs, which. Sometimes you know. I feel like the spine is pretty diverse, so we right. all well. See, the else is diverse, but it doesn't have those like little weird tracks that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at least but, the spine I mean, has know. the self-titled stuff. It's like picking. Oh yeah, that was fun to cover with Dylan from Cloud Nothings. That's on the the Purple Toupee, which is finally cool. streaming. Yes, we mashed them together, so it's a awesome. Cloud Nothings version with me. I got to drum and play bass with. The, I mean, that was pretty amazing. Mm. And the other episode he signed up for, which he also wants to cover, is uh, "Bastard Wants to Hit Me." So he yeah, okay. he he likes the spine, but on the episode that we did about spine and spines, he's like, "This was the album where I got out of they might be giants." He's like, "I like the songs," but I was like, "Ah, this sounds wow. like he pretty much said what I said." He's like, "Well, they just sound like other bands now," <laughs> and that's not that really true. But it is their power pop album. They're great at power pop songs, but. You know. They also have a lot of those um, Baden guitars where it sounds like it's backwards and um, it's kind of like the closest they get to psychedelic up to that point. Yeah, yeah. They're not... Uh, There's a lot of cool but, little effects. I mean, they're definitely like the playing with production and stuff like that. It's just not... There's not as many straight up like bizarre arrangements and stuff like that and oh, I think yeah. that's what my problem was at the time but it's a good album. I mean, it's like picking children or whatever. It's like... I don't know if I could. I don't know if I've ever actually tried to rank all the albums. I mean, I've got like my top five or whatever, but there's Mm -hmm. so many albums. But all this shit talking on the spine, I'm gonna get memes made about me again. That was another surreal thing when the pod was going enough (laughs) that I think Amber Cheney made a meme about me for dissing the spine. I can't imagine what it'd be like, you know, with the Johns, like having people make like fan art of your face, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, I haven't had that yet. No one's done my portrait before. I don't know. That would be weird. (laughs) It'd be both flattering and kind of just like surreal. Is that what I look like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Are you a good artist or am I ugly? (laughs) Now, uh, Bed, 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 the book, book, book of Bed, Uh Bed, Bed. Mm -hmm. I mean, you to both purchase this as adults i you know i'm i would imagine yes um i got i got one copy when i was a when it came out so i was what 13 12 13 you are pre- yeah <laughs> i think i asked for it for christmas or something yeah i mean this is uh, this is made for kids a little younger than that but you were still technically yeah. a child right older than the demographic it was my introduction to marcel i don't know how to pronounce his name marcel zom i really like this yeah, I like the style. I first saw the the art for the Weaker Thans. 
yeah. album first. And yeah, I remember seeing this. Yeah, because that reconstruction site, what year was that? Like 2007 or something. And then he did the uh, Vero by Beck in 2005. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he just he shows up in my McSweeney's books. So he's just kind of, he pops up wherever I look. Oh, McSweeney's too. Hmm. 2003, so same year. Reconstruction oh, wow. okay. site was the same yeah. year as this. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, 2003 today. Yeah. TMG and Marcel together made a very uh, kind of nostalgic feeling book here and escape Yeah, definitely. The art style is. I remember when I first saw it, I'm like, oh yeah, I love the artist. I love this. And it's. I don't know. I wonder if some some parents who maybe. Bought it not knowing the artist or not knowing they might be giants. I mean, I guess there's right. people who could have gotten it who aren't super fans might be like, this is kind of weird and creepy stuff here. This looks a little weird because, it. I mean, right? I mean, we we all three of us like weird stuff and we like these yeah. aesthetics. But like as far as a kid's book goes, I mean, I'm reading a lot of kid's books these days. Oh, sure. It's definitely a different kind of art style than any other I, book I can think of. I was going to say, I feel like if I'd seen this as a kid, it might have creeped me out. I'm pretty sensitive. <laughs> it's, just, it's very surreal and dreamlike. You know, it's got yeah. the hybrid animals, like the octopus and the mm-hmm. squid climbing on the bed, looking out the window. Like, you know, that's uh, weird. <laughs> oh, these faces on the clouds, those are creepy. I mean, though, my daughter has never said anything about the art being weird or scary or anything. And she's scared very easily. But but I don't know. I don't know what it is. But kids, I think, are more open to weird stuff. I think it's us adults that are like telling them they're like, this is this is weird. You should think this is not normal. Kids mm-hmm. are pretty open right. to whatever. Like they're obviously very impressionable, and they're. Um, I mean, my my girls. It's like there's no doubt they're gonna be into weird stuff just because that's what they're around with both of us. And you know, I don't know. Maybe they'll rebel when they're teenagers and they'll both become cheerleaders or something instead of doing mm-hmm. music. I mean, who knows? Fingers crossed that doesn't happen. But you know, we'll support them in whatever. But I mean, it's just like I I think that's kind of how it works. Is if you don't preface it as like, here's a book with some really weird, creepy artwork. Let's read it. Then you know they can form their own opinions, and usually it's going to be like, oh, that's kind of cool. They don't yet yeah. have the different the walls drawn that tells them. Where to stop with the weirdness. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I think this is the first... This will be the first one to, to come out. I mean, Seymour's been okay. sitting on them for a while, but did... I haven't seen you in forever. Uh, that mm-hmm. was uh, the episode, and we'll do Impossible at some point. So, yeah, what were your impressions mm-hmm. of the... Like, as a collection of songs even putting the artwork and stuff aside the the four song collection there you know coming off of you know they had just released no uh the year before so they're like well let's see how this thing does what were your impressions uh you two of just like it as a i guess an ep if you want to call it that the accompanying EP. yeah well i think it's a strong ep it's got four great songs about they're all i feel like continuing the notion of no where it's surreal and weird and they kind of aren't it doesn't seem like they really care how important or influential they're being they're just making weird songs but i feel like bed 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 is as i said escapist because it's kind of like all of them are a very 
much about imagination mm-hmm. and possible is about dreaming your life and happy doesn't have to have an ending is what a hippie can and throwing out valentines everywhere Idlewild is just like nostalgic feeling so i don't know i feel like it captures a lot of my feelings of childhood yeah. Maybe of all the kids stuff, it's the one that resonates the most with me. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jen, what about you? So I want to say that I am not a big fan of their kids stuff overall. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I don't hate it, but yeah. some of it is just like too childish feeling for me. I don't know. Well, you need to listen to some other kids' music because theirs is mature as hell. As far as like some kids' music goes, like ding, 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 ding. ding. You're probably yeah, don't don't ever okay. check out Coco Melon. That stuff is banned. Like no, Sydney no. doesn't even know that that exists. I'm like, mm, I'm just like, no, we'll just do something else. But I mean, yeah, but but yeah, sure. I mean, that's understandable. I mean, the topics at least are not. Yeah. You know, there's not enough death. There's not enough death in these songs. Not <laughs> enough skulls. That's yeah. it. Yeah, you got it. No headless people. I don't know. I definitely. I'm trying to like remember how I felt when I got this. Like, I think. Well, I definitely know this was my favorite. Happy doesn't have to have an ending. Was my favorite on this album book. Mm-hmm. I remember being obsessed with it for a little bit and listening to that one over and over again. Yeah. Uh, so. I hated Kimia Dawson singing Bed, Bed, Bed. I love her now, but at the time, I thought she just sounded dreary, and I really didn't huh. like it. I'm sorry, Kimia Dawson. <laughs> I know she's not going to listen to this, but I love her now. But at the time, I was like, that's horrible. I just want to hear TMBG. I don't know. I, I think they're, most of them are good songs. I still I think Happy is the best one, definitely, to me. Yeah, it's solid. Well, let's. Uh, oh, well, before we talk about the song, I just stumbled upon these. The one piece of trivia for the book, according to an article in the Riverfront Times, Bed, Bed, Bed is the most stolen book in the St. Louis bookstore. <laughs> Subterranean <laughs> Books. Same. Kelly Von Plonsky is the owner. I have no idea why. I wouldn't think they might be Giants fans, would normally be thieves. <laughs> I think I remember hearing that. Like, why? It's more so than the Bible. That's. thou shalt not steal my ass i need more bibles (laughs) you're coming home with me jesus (laughs) oh the riverfront times yeah that's that's (laughs) random so let's talk about the song then i mean the lyrics are what make it a kid's song but what if we talk yeah. about the music first? If we just treat it as an instrumental track, what are your favorite things about the music of Happy Doesn't Have to Have an Ending? I'm a lyrics person. Dom, you talk about the music. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, it's it's a nice, smooth sounding guitar. Good, good chord progression. I looked up the tabs before coming on here, and it's interesting that we go from the G minor to E flat seven. That's that's a good move there. What, it what is, is an interesting thing? progression. Yeah, it probably is a progression, but it was subconscious at the time because I didn't know anything about this theory. Yeah, looking at the chord progression, it is odd. I do G think minor, this is this is one of those songs where the lyrics really drew me in. It was just kind of a yeah. cute idea of a cat with long hippie hair. Yeah. Hold on, I'm just trying to figure out what the hell's going on with this. Yeah, it's another one. I mean, it's, there's definitely a key change in here. 
a common thing with like Linnell songs is he'll go from one chord to the next one, but a diminished. So it's like only the one moves up, but this is kind of different where it's the five moving up half a step into a new chord. It's like, it becomes a minor augmented. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a very complicated progression for a flan song though. We don't yeah. know. Maybe it was more of a collaboration. Maybe yes, that's Linnell. my point. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a guitar friendly song. No. I mean, it's not the worst, it, you know, it's not climbing the walls. I've tortured guitarists with that before. <laughs> but it's, you know, Flans plays guitar. There's actually, yeah, I should point out, there's no, there's no Dan's in this track. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. This must have been one of the first things that Marty recorded with the band, now that I'm looking at it. I was thinking, I think it was when I bought Indestructible Object, which came out the same year. But yeah. that in tandem with this, I was thinking, like, who's this Marty Beller guy? Why is he messing up my Dan lineup? Um, yeah, when I saw them live for the first time, I was like, who the hell's Marty? Where did the dance yeah. go? Because I watched the documentary. I was all excited. Yeah, yeah. So This guy's hair isn't curly enough. Yeah. I, I hated Marty for that, but he ended up being a really good drummer. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They've um, only had good drummers. And I mean, I've talked to all oh, yeah. of them and they're all super nice as well. They're all fantastic guys. All very versatile. But yeah, no... No wine cuff. I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. keyboard. There's there's the the Barry sax is kind of what's br- uh, holding down the low end a lot of it. Yeah, you know. Uh, there's no Miller. There's no wine cuff. You know what? I think part of what I like is it does just sound kind of like more of a collab song, and you get a very they might be giants feel. It's a very solid track. It's a duo, so I guess it just kind of shows that they they can continue doing what they used to do, still be good, consistent. Well, they also branch out elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am pretty impressed by this chord progression too. Now that I'm just looking at it a little more, because yeah, there's at least two key changes here. I mean, because the the chorus is definitely in C, right, and then the, but then it goes, it does go into A with the gavotte parts, yeah. and yeah, those. That, I mean, that beginning, that long-haired hippie kitten part that comes back. I don't even know what that. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> See, it just seems like a weird Linnell kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, I think it starts in G minor. I mean, that E flat mm-hmm. makes sense. Because the way that they go from G minor to E flat seven, you're like still playing a G minor, but the E's on top. It's, right. um, mm-hmm. I don't know, just an interesting kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, but if you were in A or C, like the two other keys that seem to come up, the E flat seven would be a really weird chord to have in yeah. of those. Yeah. Well, it's like they, they talk about how Fans always says he likes his songs to have events where like you can just feel everything change. I feel like that uh, that happens in the song a lot. Yeah, as far as you know, with how I mean, this isn't a very long song. It almost has like. You know, it's two and a half minutes. It doesn't quite have birdhouse levels of key changes, but it's, no. I mean, it seems like there's a there's a change. Yeah, you got the verse, then it changes keys to the chorus, then back to the verse, and changes keys to the chorus, and then it changes to a third key for the gavotte part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, it's like they've talked about how with kids' songs, they don't, instrumentally, they treat them the same as their adult songs. I appreciate that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. And, you know, I'd love to talk to Marty again, but that's what he said when he first joined the band, that the Spine and Here Come the ABCs were being recorded all kind of co-mingling together. Uh-huh. And he'd be drumming mostly with vocalist tracks, because vocals usually come 
last, so he'd be learning these songs instrumentally. He wouldn't know what album they were <laughs> supposed to oh. be going on. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Should we talk about the lyrics of this song? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, we picked this song that Jen hates. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so. They mentioned Peter Tork. I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's how I discovered who Peter Tork was. Well, because I looked him up because of the lyrics on this. Uh-huh. He's a real person. And but now I know. I know that they <laughs> love the monkeys. Peter Tork. I don't know which. Monkey plays which instrument, but I know the monkey's names. Peter <laughs> <laughs> Tark plays something in the monkeys. Let's find out. And I believe he, he dies or something. Died in 2019. Keyboard and bass. Okay. Keyboard and bass. Yeah. yeah. Mickey One was my favorite. Them. Let's um, talk about the monkeys instead. <laughs> <laughs> Gone all the blinkers round my I, I was like thinking about, picture. I'm like, this song is about cats, not monkeys. <laughs> it's about cats, not monkeys. Hip, hip, hippie, hippie, me today. <laughs> I mean, what do we think about this little, like, it's almost like a rap intro. It's like, yeah. it's, it's you know, it's like, yeah. it's like rapper's delight. Now what you hear is not a test, I'm rapping to the beat. Not. <laughs> <laughs> And, it's uh, not that cringy. <laughs> oh, come on! Rapper's Delight <laughs> has its place in rap history. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't cringy in what eight seventy nine when they came out. Seventy nine, yeah. Yeah, I like the the idea of the cats and the pictures don't have long hair, but I like the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, oh, Akimbo! I, I also learned what Akimbo was because of this. I, sure. I just <laughs> we said these lyrics are for kids, but like. I don't. I still don't know what a lot of these dances are. Like I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't think kids would know a lot about what this is. Going oh, yeah. also, oh, like what a gavotte mm-hmm. is or a minuet. Yeah. I had this classical songbook that had a gavotte in it, and I was like, oh, it's mm-hmm. in that name of giant song. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. French. Mm-hmm. I mean it could describe a piece of music too, but it's like kind also of it's a kind of moderate, dance. moderate tempo. I feel like it's very staccato. Not very good at describing it. Yeah. Well, apparently, oh, okay, Gavotte means native of the Alps. So apparently something coming from the French Alps. Gavotte, a lively peasant's kissing dance that became fashionable fashionable at the end of the 17th and 18th century in the courts of France in England. Mm, A kissing dance. (laughs) romantic so yeah then the cat does it the minuet is it i mean i think that's kind of like a waltz right uh, yeah I don't it's know. like a minuet but moderately yeah. fast they're small you were <laughs> learning today yeah the cat's like jumping over stars or like leapfrogging in the pictures true i will so. say that yes a minuet is also in three four like a waltz oh, okay so, and, yeah. and it's it's french as well yeah mm-hmm. but it's moderately fast that's the waltz they capitalize the word happy in these lyrics, and I find that interesting. That is interesting. It's like they're giving happy a title. It's, it's like a, a state of being. 
and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the cat has spiral eyes, and I'm wondering if the hippie and spiral eyes are an implication that there's. Uh, the cat's doing drugs. Yeah, so high, high. <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, it's like uh, that. One of the more r- recent uh, emoji additions is the spiral-eyed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's capitalized on the uh, the wiki lyrics too. You know, happy doesn't have to have an ending. Yeah, I don't know. It's a very positive vibe to the whole song. Just like, yeah. you know, happily ever after. Happy doesn't have to have an ending. You know, I guess this is one place where the kids' music does differ because in the adult, it's usually happy music with the depressing or bleak lyrics. Right. This is happy music, happy lyrics. Yeah. And it's literally about happiness. Yeah. Good vibes. Also, I like at the end when he says, boom, I'm coming out of my room. It's kind of like, I can imagine him just like, bursting out of his door and just like valentine's yeah. just like bloom out and erupt kind of like yeah. throughout just the world <laughs> yeah so it's just burst bursting a secret mission yeah don't stop the good times <laughs> i'm on a secret mission to bring good vibes to everybody sing out loud when the music starts and you got to shake your tail when you hear this part come on now it's like, yeah, it's you're going to work and in the back of your mind the whole time you're like, oh, I gotta go back to making Valentine's. My paw is tired from writing like, all these Valentines <laughs> to my friends. Parallel to his <laughs> life. <laughs> it is a very cute song. Yeah. In really every every capacity. And then it's yeah. like. Yeah, why is why is Peter talking this? I don't know. Just, <laughs> what, I just want to name drop him. I mean, I don't know. Did like did he consider when he was writing this? Did he consider it like kind of a pastiche of a monkey song? Because it doesn't particularly sound like a monkey song to me. It's more. I mean, their funky. songs be happy. Yeah, their songs are very happy for the most part. I, I was just on plans. Was just listening to a lot of monkeys mm-hmm. right then, and I don't know. He like looked him. over. He looked over to his <laughs> desk, and he just saw you know more of the monkeys sitting there. Yeah, it's funny because it doesn't even like it doesn't like create a rhyme or anything like that. It just seems mm-hmm. so like just a random kind of yeah. tagged into the end of the song. Just, it could be <laughs> anybody there. No, yeah, they're making yeah. a point that they're writing a Valentine for everyone. So like, even like, the monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. And then what, it's about like, what, Nick, what about Nixon? Doesn't Nixon get his fans? <laughs> Nixon's what? the one. Fuck, fuck Nixon. Oh, what, <laughs> what kid in 2003 knows who Peter Tork is? I know, right? I don't know. Yeah, their parents would have to tell them. Or their grandparents. Kid. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's random. Yeah, it, it. It, it is a fun song. But yeah, the, the kids' songs, it's always, uh, there's a little less on the... Um, digging into the meaning of the lyrics because it's just more kind of out there. Yeah, it's to the obvious. interpretation page and it's just like, it's an anthropomorphic cat. <laughs> right. Oh, and then yeah. how many songs are there where either of the Johns are singing from the point of view of, of an animal other than human? Hmm. You know, I, this just dawned on me. The Weaker Thans have a, John K. Samson oh, yeah. has a series of songs, Virtue to the Cat. There is a parallel here. The artwork... <laughs> But that uh, one's about a depressed artist. guy. Yes, a depressed guy. But yeah, it's like it's from the point of view of the cat. I emerge to watch abandoned machines waiting for their men to return. I remember the way I would wait for you. 
song is from the point of view of the cat, and they share an artist with the week of the ends, and that's I. It it would it, I I would be surprised to find out there's any like you know did the Johns even know the weaker thans had they I mean these things like that album and this came out in the same year so chances are it wasn't they like saw this weaker thans album and they're like we got to hire this guy they're probably both in the works at the same time and I doubt that yeah was Virtue's first song Virtue's first song was on this Left and Leaving right I don't think I don't think there would be any cause and effect to that that the that Flans would write a song could. It just seems like an odd coincidence, or fun yeah. coincidence. But right? you know, I I like songs from the point of view of a cat. That, <laughs> that should be my next obscure playlist. Yeah, cats. Yeah, yeah totally. Mm-hmm. Cats are, are interesting creatures. It's fun to kind of get into the mind of a cat because they cats are they they do their own thing. They don't really write valentines. No, they they might lick you a little bit. Yeah, if you're lucky, and then not bite you after. Yeah, it's it's a lot easier to get into the mind of a dog because they tend to be a little more simple-minded. While cats are pretty complex, seems like kind of an interesting creature to inhabit. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I've always had dogs, and now we have a cat, and uh, she's a little more hard to figure out. Yeah, we have two cats that hate each other, and we uh, there's one Aww. upstairs cat and one downstairs cat. <laughs> they didn't hate each other for the longest time when we lived in Bloomington, and then when we moved, something in the dynamic changed, and uh, hmm. weird. Weird. Nibbler, who is 16, about to turn 17 wow. years old. Oh. Yeah, because we got her before we were even married. I don't know. She she is scared by Fry, the younger cat, who is 14 years old. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. It got to the point where Fry would chase her around, and she was so scared, like the shrieking, and she oh. would shit. She would shit <laughs> in fear. And oh. after, like, the third time of our bed being shat on... We said these two, they gotta be separated. I don't know. It's like cats get attached to places. Like dogs get attached to people. The cats get attached to places. Yeah, I am people, I guess. But like when we moved, I think it kind of like upended Nibbler's whole world. She's just like, I don't know. So Leela and Nibbler live down here, and Leela pesters her, and she she puts up with the dog, but she's scared of Fry. I see a, a theme to your names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My old our old beagle was Zap. So, yeah, the Futurama is strong in this house. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about it, so I'm glad you pointed that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we really don't have that much more. T- I mean, really, we're at the cover section pretty much, I would say. Yeah. Not a deep song, really. Oh, but it's, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, we've got <laughs> we've to do these songs, too. And it's the first one to be from Bed, Bed, Bed. So, uh, covers. Yeah. That YouTube one was... Um... A little under-rehearsed, maybe. <laughs> we yeah. were children, but... <laughs> I mean, they were also, they were also small. Like, my favorite was that one on the very right who was just staring at them while they all sang.
Yeah. Because I just aired the Alphabet of Nations episode with Adam Gorin, and yeah, there's some hilarious oh, videos yeah. of kids singing that. He's a, <laughs> he's a teacher too. Um, yep. He, yeah, he's uh, science, uh, chemistry, and physics. I remember my uh, my friend, online friend in like 2005, we were listening to Adam and his package, and he was like, oh, I found his teacher page online, like, you know, <laughs> in high school. And that was exciting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The was there anything else we had to say about the children's choir one? I mean, it's cute. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> I, mean, I love yeah, that stuff. I'm a sucker for it. I like the um, the animation behind them is fun. It's it probably isn't quite in sync with their singing. You have like all these people flying out of the envelope. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's cute though. I mean, you got to give props to the music teachers. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, they're they're like, small what a, what kids. A nerd. so yeah they pay tribute is uh adam rivera's project he's done two of these kickstarter projects to i mean basically just have like it's almost like a secret tribute compilation where you gotta pay in to get these you know to get these special compilations and this this second one there's an entire disc of flans songs being covered an entire disc of Linnell songs being covered i believe i'm on the Linnell one three times and not on the flans one i don't know i just keep noticing this i'm like i need to cover some more flans songs i did a cover of daylight for that but then someone else yeah. did it so it didn't make it on but oh really but i got i got on the Linnell disc okay which one do you, i don't have i did uh, oh, i did uh, where your eyes don't go but. okay yeah and i always kind of forget about those again because well and i also I told Adam, I asked him to send me the files of it because I was, before you said that you had it, I busted up my external CD drive. I put it in there. My computer thinks it's a blank CD. Yeah. I'm like, I know I've listened to this. I put it in my <laughs> CD player. It plays. And I'm like, can you just send me the MP3? So I always kind of forget about those songs because I don't have them on my hard drive. So like yours did not get played on the Where Your Eyes Don't Go episode. Because no, I just didn't I remember wow. that it existed because it wasn't because I searched my iTunes. I'm like, let me make sure I don't have anything on here. And it wouldn't have popped up because it I wasn't able to put it onto my iTunes. Right. Uh-huh. It was not intentional that <laughs> we left yours good. off of there. But yeah, so I'll, I'll need to. I mean, if you have if you have this one on MP3, I'm sure Adam will get back to me soon. Oh, yeah. And send it have to you, me. And, have you heard Adam's solo music? Like yeah, he, uh-huh. he really great. yeah, that was pretty impressive. Very good. Yeah, he's Very, a like, cool guy. Mid nineties yeah. alt rock sound. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, we've become friendly through the pod. I mean, it's so cool how many awesome people I've met through through this. You know, yeah. I mean, I've released. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely up over like you know two hundred people that I've gotten to know through the show, and it's uh, awesome. I mean, there there hasn't been a single guest on where I've been like. Well, I wish I didn't have that person on. I'll never <laughs> talk to them again. Yeah. Until oh, today. Yes, until today. <laughs> until today. I'm not even airing this episode. I don't know why we're still talking. <laughs> it's just a hangout now. So Kyle's cover. Other cats come around here just to go out with me and you too. With the rest of the rumors that a hippie cat can dance. You got no happy. Too much fun. Come on. You gotta know happy. 
with the baritone sax or whatever they're using as a horn right mm-hmm. so then i think it's time to, to score the song then it's the moment oh, of truth okay. jen you want to go first what would you give this on a scale of uh zero to ten a zero i hope not it's a kid's song <laughs> <laughs> it's a kid's what do you think song. 7.8 okay yeah, it's positive, but it's not mm-hmm. uh, my f- absolute yeah, favorite. Of course not. I mean, you gotta save. I mean, eight and above for me. I'm very stingy with with those. Dominic, what do you think? Oh, okay. I was gonna say eight point six. Okay. Because uh, I think it's very representative of TMG. It's mm-hmm. missing a little bit of the dark humor, but I like the surrealism. Mm-hmm. And it's a well constructed song. It has a lot of different events, and in a good mood yeah i have no reason not to like it it's got that pma baby positive mental attitude flan's getting funky oh yes mm-hmm. yeah that's yep. true yeah i mean it's very much of the uh no style you know coming out of that. it's the it's the pre disney era for their kids stuff you know they would they would sign that three mm-hmm. record contract with them with disney not long after this but the the no stuff like I love all the I love all the kids albums but something about no was very much more um, I don't know if like faithful to the Muppet Giants is really the right word but no was created kind of like well who knows if people are gonna like this who knows if people are gonna buy it we're just kind of yeah. doing you know whatever you know and there was kind of like no rules and a lot of those songs weren't meant as kids songs originally and they may have changed like the like the original four of two the original I'm not your broom. I like that stuff, like you know, so so no had this kind of more like freewheeling type of thing where it's just like let's just repurpose stuff, let's do whatever, and this kind of rolls right out of that, and it also has that kind of monopuffian kind of feel too, which Flans wasn't too far removed from that stuff too. So it kind of both of those things are kind of feeding into this one, and it has a cool, a very cool vibe. It's one that I mean, I'm glad for for you and for Seymour too picking. Um, these songs off of here because it forces me to listen to them and enjoy them more. Whereas, you know, this song is not on Spotify. So like I wouldn't have put it on a playlist. It may not have been, listened. it wasn't listened to as much until you know I was reminded of it. You know, I listened to it when I bought, when I got the book and all that. But so I definitely enjoy it more now having talked about it and listened to it more. That said, mm-hmm. I think oh, I'm going to go six point. Six six six. Now we'll go, we'll go six point six. Wow. We'll give it a All we'll right. give it so a four point twenty. Ironic <laughs> for the happy song. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think like seven. <laughs> I mean, the most recent seven. I, I give Robo Mayor is seven point one. Prepare wow. a seven. I'm I'm stingy with my scores. I mean, I gave Where Your Eyes Don't Go a ten. Yeah, you are. Nikon Sun and Moon a nine point oh, okay. six. What? Yep. 
Wait, wait, wait. wait. What, what, what's your time? We're your eyes don't go. Oh, we're okay. It's one of my favorite songs yeah, ever by them. I don't think I've given more than 10 tens in these 190 episodes. I'm very stingy with them. But I think 6.6 is about right for this because as far as kids' songs go, again, maybe it would be higher if I had been listening to it, you know, as much as the other kids' songs. It's hidden. It's exclusive to this book, but that's also kind of cool, too. I mean, of, of us, yeah. I was the closest to being a, a kid. But I heard it, so that kind of something to do with it. True. Yeah, again, so your yeah. your score matters the most here. <laughs> I guess, so. but it's like as it gets older, the grade goes down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, by the time I made it, I can't stand the sound of this song. <laughs> Kill it. Do you, either of you have anything you want to plug to the people, or have them find you on social media anywhere? Oh, plugging. Okay. I'm working on an EP. Yeah. So, um, is it under your own name or is it? It is. Okay. I keep thinking I should change it, but I don't know what I would change it to. So, hmm. it is under my name, Dominic Lindy. Dumb, dumb, and the Matrixes. <laughs> and the Matrix, something like that. Matrices. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I hope to get that out within the next few months. Do you have a, um, Bandcamp up already or anything like that? I do. Yeah, it'll be up there soon. Is it just Dominic Lindy? DominicLindy.bandcamp.com. All right. Yeah, L I N D E. There's no Y. You gotta make no sure. Y. I'm sure you get not the Lindy. Mis- I'm sure you get your name misspelled a lot and mispronounced, like yeah. I did. Yeah, Fl- Flans did it, so it's okay. You're oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. My, uh, IFC song. He he recorded my oh, name into yeah. a song with it. <laughs> said it wrong. Then yeah. management emailed me and he reiterated it. He redid it? Wow. That's, he redid uh, it, yeah. So I have two versions. That's cool. Wrong and right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to know if you guys are, are either of you on Twitter or Instagram, just so I can tag you when I put up this picture of us? Oh, yeah. Um, Instagram, same thing, just my name. Okay. I'm Freak Flag pretty much everywhere. Freak Flag. Or Jen Noel. But, yeah, Twitter and Instagram are all Freak Flag. Okay, well, I'll tag you in those. Is that should I leave that in the episode too? You guys, cool that people are finding you yeah, there too. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, so people can find this might be a podcast in all the places. Leave me a voicemail. Uh, do you own Bed Bed Bed? Do you like these jams? These exclusive kids songs to this book? Two two four eight zero one two nine three zero to leave a voicemail or email me at. This might be a pod at Gmail. I always forget to say to rate the show and subscribe and smash that like button and all those things mm-hmm. you're supposed to say. Yeah, but I think that's it. So, yeah, Dominic and Jen, that was cool having having you on at the same time. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Yeah, I'm glad to get to know both of you a little better. It's